So today's story is going to be... I have literally been trying to record for like two minutes. Welcome to the Scarlett Harrison show, everybody. <laughs> messed up a lot so <laughs> we're gonna try this from the beginning again um so we're doing a story called the girl who wanted everything it is written by a wattpad author curious geo it is a completed story with 22 parts it has 5.5k reads and 1.1k votes i may be new to wattpad statistics but i'm gonna go on a limb here and assume that that's really good um so with that all said, this is a romance book from what I can tell from the tags. Um, so yeah, with that all said, let's hop on in to the summary. Nadine is a classic introvert and an overthinker. Living in the shadow of beautiful, easygoing Jamie, her whole life has been nothing short of painful, especially when it comes to Sam, her childhood crush. Um, so because Sam is because it does say next, now Sam is back for the summer. Because he has been gone, I would say, especially when it came to Sam, her childhood crush, and then um, roll into now Sam is back for the summer. You know what I mean? I feel like that just gives more of a, a history with all these three characters. Um, kind of opens that background a little bit more. So I'll start with the last sentence and then go into the next. Especially when it comes to Sam, her childhood crush. Now Sam is back for the summer, and Nadine isn't going to let Jamie take this one most important thing from her. Um, when I did my first take on this, I did notice that I don't really care, this is my preference, I don't really care for take this one comma most important thing from her. I just don't like the phrasing most important thing. Um, and it just kind of rolls off the tongue weird. I feel like if you change it and Nadine isn't going to let Jamie take this opportunity away from her, maybe say again, like take this opportunity away from her again. That would, I think, flow a little bit better and you don't really need that comma there either because a comma is a, a pause, like it's just a resting stop, you know? Can I just take a breath? And I just don't really think that that's really necessary. Also, I would love to know, like if we're ever gonna see Sam's perspective, I would love to see a snippet of like his perspective in the summary because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but typically with romance novels, we have one section that is about the female protagonist and what her life was like before whatever happens in the story happens and then it has like a little space between it and then below it is the male's perspective the male protagonist you know and it kind of gives a little bit of an idea of what each character what their dilemma is going to be throughout the story you know do they have personal demons do they have you know maybe it's an unrequited love or maybe there's just secret love between them that never got talked about or even explored so that's like my only tip about the summary because i do think it is a little short i think there's something to be desired about the summary there is a welcome portion as well uh so i'm going to read that first and then we'll go into chapter one so it says welcome i am so delighted you were here thanks for giving my novella a try i don't know about you but my mother had a couple of friends who were so close that their families were almost like cousins to me similarly their whole lives, my children have been around my best friends and their children, but mother's friendships do not always extend to friendships between their offspring. These are the relationships I wanted to explore in this book. Although this story is not marked mature, it is also not squeaky clean. 
You will find a fair amount of cursing and sexual references as well as copious amounts of alcohol being consumed but not glorified. So although the story is marked as teen fiction, it really is intended for those in the older teen bracket. I want you to imagine the characters how they seem right to you, so I won't put any graphics up, up front. At the end I might put some images of how I imagine them to be for those who want to take a peek. Enjoy. And then it has a copyright um, mark. So with that said, let's make our way to the first chapter. So right off the bat, I noticed that this story is written in first person, and a first person perspective for those who are not aware are when you use I's, we's, and me's. So instead of they, she, he, him, her, uh, and or using their name as well to describe which character you're speaking through. So it's happening now, and it should be used in present tenses and not past tense unless something had occurred, but it doesn't happen very often in first person. Um, so right away, I... I'm very nitpicky about first-person perspectives because first-person, regardless of what many might think, is actually a really hard um, perspective to write from because it's people fall, and I'm, I'm victim to this as well, people fall into this loop of going I, 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 quite a lot. So <laughs> I'm keeping an open mind. Chapter one, the girl I couldn't escape. You absolute bitch, Jamie said, before her open hand made contact with my face. But wait, back up a minute, because I am not the kind of girl who generally gets into catfights. Let me start at the beginning so that I can explain. Was there ever a girl in your life who was just annoyingly perfect? For me, that girl has always been Jamie. Jamie is beautiful and popular, and she has, for lack of a less sexist term, balls. When we were 13, she dragged me into an expensive boutique with no money in her purse and made me try on everything just for fun. She didn't care that she never intended to buy anything or worried that she was inconveniencing the sales assistants. She had fun and laughed and left them to the thought. I, on the other hand, felt ashamed for our rudeness and envious that I didn't possess Jamie's confidence. You wouldn't think it's possible to feel both at once, right? Apparently it is. This sort of thing happened to me again and again over the years because Jamie was always there. Our mothers have been best friends for as long as I can remember, you see. I can never escape her. Ironically, it was Jamie and I that brought them together in the first place. Our moms met at a baby group when we were less than a year old. Of all the babies, Jamie was the first one to reach out for the plushy flower to roll over and to clap. I, always fussy and querulous, had to constantly be walked up and down outside to call. Jamie's mother, Ronnie, was there to offer my mom her sympathy and support for all the trouble I gave. With a baby as easy as hers, she had the time and energy to share. It turned out that we would never shake those early reputations. I tried, but I was small and introverted. I overthought everything and considered my words and responses too carefully. People found me quiet and unapproachable, intense and cynical. Jamie, on the other hand, grew tall and graceful, light-hearted and playful, and people were drawn to her like a tractor beam. I must have been about nine when I really understood that I was jealous of Jamie. I began to develop a passion for animals. I would spend hours sitting quietly on our porch, feeding tiny pieces of cheese to the birds or watching a frog who lived in our pond. My parents never allowed me to have a pet though until the year when I found a wayfish stray puppy on the sidewalk. He was so mawkish and bedraggled, his belly swollen with malnutrition. I think she knew what was likely to happen if we handed him over to the shelter. In hindsight, he was about as ugly as it is possible for a puppy to be, but he was the only pet I was likely to get and I loved him. I could pour out all my shy and hesitant affection on Scruffy and he would never judge me. I thought he was glorious. 
Not long before, Jamie started at my school. Until then, I'd snuck by as ordinary Nadine in class. Jamie ruined that. Her arrival positioned me once more as nothing but a small, dark counterpoint to Jamie's golden perfection. They have known each other their whole lives? Then why aren't they friends? I imagine the other girls whispering. It must be because Nadine is so weird. Maybe even poor Jamie having to hang around with a freak like her. Then came the day of the pet picnic. I don't know which sadistic teacher came up with the idea, but it was intended to be a treat for us at the end of the term. Children could bring their pets along to school and a picnic would be shared in the sports field. This was my chance. I finally had a pet of my own and now I could show the other girls my wonderful scruffy. I'll be socially validated as the owner of the world's cutest puppy. The day the pet picnic arrived and I prepared scruffy as well as I could. He was a short-haired animal, descended perhaps partially from a sausage dog. The red bow I had planned did not want to remain on any part of his person, so I eventually settled for a small green and blue friendship bracelet around his ankle. Getting Scruffy prepared and into the car was a wrestle which resulted in us arriving at school ten minutes late. Everyone was already assembled in the field when we scrambled in, me puffing and Scruffy whining and pulling on his leash unhappily, but no one noticed. There in the middle of the field was Jamie cradling the world's smallest golden labradoodle puppy. It was a mere pom-pom of the palest champagne fluff with shiny little black button eyes and the tiny pink tongue that peeked cheekily from between its teeth. Tied above its brow was a delicate red ribbon, identical to the one I had tried to attach to my unwilling Scruffy. The other girls were going mad over the creature. Please, can I hold him, Jamie? Please, please? No, it's my turn next. Jamie told me I was next. I looked down at Scruffy, who was impolitely licking his undercarriage. Did I want him to be the flax and glamour dog? Of course not. But did my love for him did waver for just the briefest moments, perhaps. So you have, but did my love for him did waver for just the briefest moments. You have a second did. So if you just get rid of did and just have it read, but did my love for him waver for just the briefest moments, perhaps. That would make it perfection. Um, moving forward. The thing was, Jamie never even wanted a puppy. She didn't like dogs, and very soon after the picnic, the dog became Ronnie's responsibility. He was only ever seen in Jamie's company when she took him jogging for her own safety, the pair making a show-stopping couple as they bounced through the neighborhood. Had the whole incident been just for spite? Surely she couldn't have known what the picnic would mean to me. I couldn't help but feel that nothing was ever enough for her. She had all the looks and all the charm as well. I realized as we grew older, all the money. It was as if she had to have everything. Okay, so you have, she had all the looks and all the charm as well. And then in parentheses, I realized as we grew older, and parentheses, all the money. So I, I'm a stickler for parentheses. I feel like anything that's parentheses, it should just be commaed. You know, if you just start a sentence and you put a comma and then you do a little that, you add that in and then do a comma, that's like an, an afterthought that the character's having. So I would just, if you're gonna do that, I would just do the commas or I would just get rid of that in general. Um, just because I, I just really don't care for parentheses. That is my preference. So if the author really likes it and doesn't see a problem with it, absolutely. But personally for me, I've never seen that in a novel, like a published novel, I've never seen that. So I would find a different way to put that in there without using parentheses, because there are ways. That is like my biggest issue so far with this entire chapter. Um, it was as if she had to have everything. While that was the first time I could articulate that I was jealous, the seeds of the envy had actually been planted well beforehand. They were based on something far more primal. You see, Ronnie and my mother were not the only two moms who clicked out of the women in that baby group. 
As fate would have it, they found there another kindred spirit, a woman named Giselle, who had brought along the most beautiful baby boy, Sam. And that's the end of the first chapter. Um, I did like it. I think that the author did not fall into that I, I, I thing that I was talking about. Um, and the description's really nice. I really like the details. I, like I said, the parentheses was really the only thing that bothered me, and then the second did. Um, but I will say, it kind of feels a little, um, like it's missing something. Because you have, like, all this, and then, like, you go back to present tense instead of reflecting. But it's not very smooth when you do it that way. Um, I just feel like it's missing something towards the end. But, um overall like I did enjoy this and if I were to give it a rating between 1 and 10 I would definitely give it a 9.5 I don't think it needs much editing I think the grammar was really well done the author clearly has a really good understanding of grammar um, their structure of their chapter is really nice too the paragraphs aren't too long they're not like taking up the entire screen they're very nicely sec sectioned out and I think it gives like a very good um, it's a very good intro to, you know, what to prepare for from the main character. You know, obviously she has a lot of insecurities and that reads very well from the page without saying it blatantly, you know? Um, I definitely think it does paint, um, poor Jamie to seem kind of like a spiteful bitch. Of course, we don't really know what is going to entail yet, but that's how she kind of comes across. The other thing too is like, I don't... Like, you absolute bitch, Jamie said before her open hand made contact with my face. But wait, back up a minute, because I'm not the kind of girl who could generally get to cut. I mean, like, I could give or take that section. I mean, like, up until it says, but wait, back up a minute, that's the part where I kind of start disliking it. And that's my personal preference. It's nothing against the author. It's not wrong. Um, it just kind of, like, gives me more of a, you know, when you start a TV show and they're like, hold on, they, like, freeze frame. And they're like, let's back up, like, you know, vampires in a group type of style, you know? <laughs> um, and sometimes that just doesn't really work that well with a novel. Um, it did work all right here for me, but it definitely was something that I could have done without. If you had just opened up, was there ever a girl in your life who was just annoyingly perfect? For me, that girl has always been Jamie. I think if you're gonna have you absolute bitch, blah, 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 I feel like that should be something like a teaser you know, that you put before the first chapter. Um, and also, like, if you really wanted to, you could probably make this a prologue instead of the first chapter if you really wanted to, because this does seem more like a prologue than a chapter one. Um, but aside from that, I really enjoyed this. It's definitely something that I'm probably going to read on my own time. Um, and I highly suggest other people read it as well. It does have a lot of good comments. <laughs> a lot of people hate non-Jamie. <laughs> but absolutely kudos to the author. Um, I think you did a really good job, and I think... You have something really special here. So that all said, I'm going to end this episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you had a great time. I know I had a great time. And I will see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>